0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Federal Shared Services effort is about to undergo yet another revival. The 20-plus year initiative to get agencies to move to common back office systems for financial management and human resources will, once again, try to convince agencies that they have the cure to the legacy system disease. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why agency leaders believe this time will be different, and Jason joins me now to discuss. Hi there, Jason. Hey, Jared. So what exactly is this, as you put it, revival that, that shared services is going through?
2: There are two big efforts that are really picking up steam over the next, I would say, nine to 12 months. The first one is around financial management, and the second is around human resources. No surprise, to of the, of the areas that have been ongoing for the last, you know, since probably 2002 timeframe, but let me first start with financial management. That's one's, this one's a little further ahead. The Bureau of Fiscal Service just finished a two year assessment to say, okay, how can they be ready for the future of financial management? So one of the first things they did was uh commissioner of the Bureau of Fiscal Service, Tim McGribbin, decided they needed to run the marketplace that they're creating as a business. That means they need to be competitive. They need to control costs. They need to focus on quality service delivery. They need to be innovative. They need to be constantly looking at the customer experience. In this case, the customer is both the provider, could be a a federal provider, or could be a a private sector provider, or could be the customer who's using those services from the provider. So now the Administrative Resource Center, or ARC, where the financial management shared service offering will live, now reports directly to McRibbon. So that's number one. Uh, Tammy Perillo is the Deputy Commissioner for Finance and Administration at the Bureau of Fiscal Service in the Treasury Department. She says the other piece of this is the Financial Management Quality Service Management Office, or CUSMO, is actually set to launch later this year.
0: We're establishing, and very nearly there, partnering with our colleagues at GSA, a standards-driven marketplace. And that's designed to meet common needs, a baseline of capability. And collaborating with government and industry, we established those baselines and included in them all of the things that everyone could think of, which is going to be challenging for all of you providers of services and solutions to government to meet. But we're willing to work with you and make all of that happen. The idea behind all of this is to reduce burden on agencies to adopt these shared services solutions. If it meets the basic standards then the fewer more unique requirements you have can be plugged in but you can be confident that after we're done reviewing it and it's available on the marketplace that that service or solution is going to meet the basic government-wide reporting needs and capabilities that all of us have to have
2: now again jared this will include public and private sector providers meeting a certain set of baseline functions now to do that the fiscal services partnering with the general services administration on this marketplace now the two agencies released two different requests for informations last year as part of this research to set up the marketplace and 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 what basically is happening now is this idea of a new special item number that will be for core financial management solutions and i.t professional services that's actually coming in the next few months And then Crystal Brunfield is the Associate Administrator in the Office of Governmentwide Policy at the General Services Administration. She says, uh, in addition to the new special item number, they're gonna also make sure that the the, uh, providers are meeting agency needs.
0: GSA is collaborating with our agency and industry partners to create a performance management framework. This framework will take a balanced scorecard approach to ensure that we're able to measure how the marketplaces are performing. The SCAR card will roll out in three phases to validate what we are doing uh, to make sure that there's value in the work that we're doing. Based on industry feedback from you all, we'll modify our business standards review process to allow for public comment. These standards
2: are placed on regulations.gov. Crystal Brumfield from GSA's Office of Governmentwide Policy talking about Uh, this uh, soon-to-be-released performance management framework. Jared, I think there's something to look out for. She did not really give a timeline, a few weeks, a few months, but it's obviously coming ahead of the marketplace, which will be launched later this year.
1: And as we said on the way in, Jason, this revival encompasses both financial management and HR lines of business. What's happening in the HR world?
2: The HR line of business is a little bit behind the the financial in terms of uh, creating the marketplace. First of all, GSA transferred this effort, the HR line of business, the the HR CUSMO, back to OPM uh, end of March timeframe. And now OPM is really starting to kind of add some momentum to their effort. They're gonna launch a survey in the coming weeks of agency HR IT systems. Now, Steve Krause is the interim director for civilian HR transaction services, CUSMO at OPM. He says the survey will be looking for patterns and which agencies are roughly at the same place in their IT systems lifecycle, and where there's opportunities for collaboration, i.e., hey, these five agencies are, are at the same life cycle, they're gonna to need to update or, or get off the legacy systems in the next two years, five years, however long, they can maybe walk down the path, go down this journey together. Now Cress says the goal is to have conclusions, recommendations, and a possible roadmap forward for the CUSMO marketplace by the end of uh, 2022. He says, this is gonna be a huge role for the private and public sector providers. First, there's gonna be needs for some broad-based systems like ERPs and similar platforms. And then there'll be needs for some point solutions, as he says, that will meet, for instance, the executive order from June, 2020, where agencies must improve hiring assessments. The other thing Kraus says OPM is doing is is looking at USA hire. Now, currently it's using a commercial uh, software, but they wanna work with agencies to understand what would really be the best type of application or software that would need to be included in the marketplace or more than one to be included in the marketplace.
1: And Jason, this ambition to consolidate these back office systems and move to more commonality has been going on for a long time. Is what we're talking about today a reset or is it building on past efforts? How would you characterize that?
2: Yes to both. I think it's a reset because – they're they bringing in some new ideas. Technology has changed so much over the last 20 years. You know, we didn't have the cloud when this first started, everything was gonna be on prem, or everything was going to be, you know, uh, used uh, at, at the vendors home uh, data center, for instance. So cloud kind of is a rethinking of it. At the same time, they have a lot of data standards that they've been working on, they have a lot of ideas, okay, what does a minimum standard look like? And can we all agree that okay, here is a and now if you want to go to B, what's that going to look like? And what's C going to look like? And and so really the goal here is the 80% solution in many regards, Jared, because if you go hundred percent, you'll never reach it. But if you can get to the 80% solution for most people, then that 20%, maybe 20, 15% uh, changes, the customization is much more palatable and much more successful as we've seen over the years. I think too often agencies have not wanted to change their business processes. And that's where these efforts have really fallen uh, behind or fallen uh, gotten caught in traps and they've kind of imploded, uh, and, and and you're seeing this, Jared. That that you saw, we've seen it time and again over the last 20 years, where big move and it didn't work because there's too much customization. So I think what they're trying to start with is we know what the data looks like, and then okay, let's build from there.
1: All right, Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks a lot, Jason.
2: Always a pleasure, Jared.
1: And you can read more in this week's edition of the Reporter's Notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate Plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at GrifflesPlasma.com. This
0: episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly.